Hey, where are you going, Jim? The elevator's over here. Taking the stairs. But our meeting's up on 8. Yeah, I know. But that's eight floors up. That's like eight times eight. I don't A lot of stairs. That's the point. I've already lost a few pounds and earned almost $100 in wellness incentives. Whoa, you're getting rewarded for working out? Yeah, I know. I'm just as surprised as you are, Bob. Fearless is full of surprises. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits and sign up at fepblue.org slash choose blue by December 11th. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Locked On Giants. I'm your host, Art Stapleton of The Record. You can find all my coverage of the New York Giants on NorthJersey.com in the print editions of The Record and across the USA Today network. It is Monday, July 24th, and we are that much closer to training camp. Giants report on Thursday. So I guess it's about 72 hours or so. Expecting to have uh, availability early Thursday morning. Giants are reporting. We'll get players and Ben McAdoo. And then Friday is the first practice of training camp. First practice for the 2017 Giants. They'll practice Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Take Monday off. And then return Tuesday. And it wouldn't surprise me if Tuesday, August 1st, is the first day that the Giants are in full pads. Uh, That kind of sets the lay of the land for you. Uh, Hope you had a good weekend. It was a relatively uneventful one for the Giants, but a couple news stories coming out today. Uh, Figured I'd center today's show around that. Uh, But first off, on Friday, Landon Collins went out to his camp. It was a great time. Uh, Citibank, uh, well, really, the city group being with, uh, with Landon and his camp at uh, Passaic County Tech in Wayne, New Jersey, from my days of covering high school sports in North Jersey, spent a lot of time at PCT, uh, Landon Collins kind of answering back to Dak Prescott uh, on the red carpet of the ESPYs, Dak essentially said the Cowboys will win the NFC East, Landon not only responded on the NFL's Instagram page under a photo of Dak with that quote, by saying, nah, I highly doubt it. Uh, And on Friday, he kind of answered back and said, uh, when he was asked that, essentially, to paraphrase, that the Giants plan on changing things. And the Giants are going to uh, take over uh, the division. And it's very interesting, you know, with the Giants, and as, as we've talked about, the idea that You know, the Giants beat the Cowboys twice last year, but the Cowboys won a division. Really, it matters that the Cowboys won a division. Uh, You know, you're not getting a a banner for beating the Cowboys twice. But the Giants aren't aren't in fear of the Cowboys right now. And I think coming into this season, I think you're going to see the Giants try to, uh, and it's probably going to happen organically, uh, that there's going to be a chip on the Giants' shoulders. Because the Cowboys are getting a lot of attention, obviously some of the negative variety, uh, but also the idea that the Cowboys are a true Super Bowl contender, as are the Giants. Uh, but I think it's going to kind of wear on the Giants a little bit that they we beat this team twice last year, uh, and essentially a year later, by the time we get to September 10th, I guarantee you you'll have 
Giants and Giants fans believing that they've gotten no credit for what they were able to do against the Cowboys twice last year. That's that's just my feeling, but it wouldn't surprise me to see that. Uh, and I'll come back on Locked on Giants and talk about it if I'm wrong, but I have a sense that that's where this is going to go. So Landon Collins, nothing inflammatory, but definitely answering back to Dak. Uh, so he got this simmering rivalry now with the Cowboys and Giants back on the front burner opening up in prime time all the things that have happened between the Cowboys and Giants the last couple of years uh, it'll be interesting to see how much the Giants will carry that uh, through the opening part of the beginning of the season uh, really in training camp so we'll see we'll see what happens there uh, I think you know, the other aspect, we had Landon on Friday. Then I was able to go out uh, again in the heart of the records coverage area in North Jersey, and this time Bergen County in Waldwick, and went to Sterling Shepherd's uh, camp. Uh, really, it was a camp put on by Hyundai, uh, and Sterling was kind of the featured uh, guest. Uh, he really ran the camp uh, with the kids. They had two sessions. It was pretty... Uh, Pretty cool watching Sterling just in year two work with uh, a lot of the kids that idolized him. If you were following my social media accounts on Twitter and Instagram, uh, you saw some photos that I had up of Sterling. I'll have a story on Sterling likely on NorthJersey.com on Tuesday, so you can check that out uh, on his second year. Uh, but, you know, that was on Saturday. And then a story that kind of broke over the weekend that, that you know, we just saw on social media channels regarding Odell Beckham Jr. and his visit to Amarillo, Texas to visit uh, nine-year-old J-Ro Ponce. Uh, I apologize if the pronunciation is not correctly. It was P-O-N-C-E, uh, but I definitely think his first name was J-Ro. Uh, back in April, he visited with Weston Richburg, uh, Amarillo, real close to where, where Weston is out in Texas. Uh, and J-Ro became a Giants fan, uh, found an, a malignant tumor that he has and has been treated ever since. Uh, Weston went and visited him and was told uh, that Odell was a big fan. Uh, he was a big fan of Odell. Uh, so Weston kind of joked and said, you know, I, I didn't get the chance to bring Odell, but here's a picture of me and Odell celebrating. Uh, so Weston great time by Weston and what he did with J-Row and his family uh, but that was still hanging out there that J-Row wanted to meet Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, as part of the Make-A-Wish his wish was to get to meet Odell uh, but Make-A-Wish wasn't as involved early on uh, at this point uh, and then a radio talk show host out in Texas put out a Facebook message uh, kind of mentioning Odell and kind of shouting Odell out saying, hey, listen, you know, we'd love to see you come out and, and meet with J-Row. Uh, and it wasn't until Danny Richburg, the father of, Oda, of, of, of Odell, <laughs> the father of Weston Richburg, Danny Richburg went out on Twitter and actually uh, retweeted the message from uh, the radio talk show host out in Texas and tagged Odell in it. Uh, and that's when Odell finally saw it on Twitter and he responded and said, what do I have to do to make this happen? Uh, that was two weeks ago. So fast forward to last week, 
Uh, Odell was training out in Oregon at the Nike headquarters on Thursday. I'm told he left after that. The plan all along was him to fly to Texas to meet with J-Row, which he did on Friday. Spent a lot of time. They took a, a lot of pictures, Team J-Row, uh, and really, really embraced that moment. Uh, and I do have to say that, you know, you give Odell Beckham credit. Wasn't looking for media attention. Actually reached out. And, you know, I was told they didn't want to do it for the media attention. Just wanted to go. The only reason why the media got wind of the story over the weekend is because a local, uh, I believe it was the TV station that originally did the story on Western Richburg visiting j actually saw that. Um, and saw the photos posted on his uh, Facebook page. So when you look at what happened and um, the way everything transpired, it's not a surprise that Odell was trying to lay low, but then once it went out there, and once people started spreading it on social media over the weekend, uh, Odell put up an Instagram post uh and of the two of them um so it was really a special moment for for Beckham to do it and you know look I, Eli Manning talked a lot about this when he won the man of the year award in the NFL sharing it with Larry Fitzgerald the idea that you know you don't want to promote this kind of stuff you just want to do it you want to be out there and do it but you kind of get that you know conflicting thing of you never see this side of the athlete but that's because the athlete is not looking for you to see this side. That's not why these things are done. Uh, those athletes who, who do it just for the attention, you know, there's a fine line between wanting attention and promotion and also just, you know, wanting to just do it. Um, and if it helps, there's a GoFundMe page. I sent out links. Make sure you check out my story on NorthJersey.com uh, and help this tr- this young Giants fan uh, who's been a battler and uh, has really inspired a lot of people. Uh, make sure you check that out. But kudos to Odell Beckham Jr. And I think uh, a lot of people, if they don't see Odell in a different light, uh, maybe they see some light shed on who he is. Uh, and he's not just the guy who's uh, allegedly punching a hole in a wall in Green Bay and uh, proposing to a uh, kicking net on the sideline. We'll move on to the the other notable news from today in a second. But first, here's a word from our friends at SeatGeek. Buying tickets to sports and concerts can be complicated, but there is a better, simpler way to buy with SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to live events. With SeatGeek's seamless mobile experience, you can buy and sell tickets in just two taps. SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed. There's nothing quite like seeing your favorite team or musician in person, and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone, and it's by far the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets. I can be anywhere, and with just a few taps, I can instantly find seats. I was toying around with the SeatGeek app a couple weeks ago, as I've told you, looking for some Jay-Z tickets. Jay-Z coming to the NYC, and... uh, I have some friends and family who want tickets, so I was looking to help them out, see if I could find something cool, uh, and SeatGeek was where I turn. SeatGeek's designed to make your ticket buying experience easier than ever. 
Saves you time and money by searching multiple ticket sites to compare prices and find amazing deals. To get the most bang for your buck, SeatGeek grades every ticket based on value to help you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Make SeatGeek your go-to app for finding the best deals on every type of ticket. Sports, concerts, comedy, and theater. Best of all, my listeners get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code LONFL today. That's promo code LONFL for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. So we've talked about uh, some camps this weekend with Landon and Sterling Shepard. They're anxious to get on the field and obviously the visit to Texas with Odell uh, and the young boy with cancer. Uh, news broke Monday morning from Ohio that the operating a vehicle while impaired charge against Roger Lewis Jr. has been dismissed. So, was able to call out to the uh, court clerk's office out in Ohio, and yes, I've been told the charge was dismissed. Lewis. Uh, was responsible for court fees and uh, tinted windows and crossing over lines, uh, marked lines in the street. So essentially uh, some DMV uh, violations. But other than that, the OVI is now dismissed. So it'll be interesting to see Roger Lewis who pled not guilty uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, if he does face any discipline obviously you don't need uh, to have a conviction uh, to be subject to the league's personal conduct policy but still this would seem to be a good sign for Roger Lewis that he can move past this uh, he didn't miss significant time in the spring he was actually there involved participating uh, David Tyree, uh, who actually is still working in the the player development department of the Giants, did tell reporters uh, that there was a different side to this story for for Lewis. And obviously, it turns out in the court the charge is dismissed. So, uh, relatively good news for Roger Lewis. Obviously, you know you you don't want to judge. You want to find out all the facts. And at this point. Uh, I think that's really all you're reporting is that that's what's happening. So where do the where does Lewis stack up as far as the receivers go? Well, I think at this point you have your top three receivers with Beckham, Marshall, and Shepard, and then spots after that likely two plus. And when I say two plus, I mean two plus Dwayne Harris because Dwayne Harris is a spot for a wide receiver, but he's also the specialist. Uh, as a returner and a gunner on special teams. Now, here's the way I look at it. I think Roger Lewis and Tavares King uh, right now are slotted at 4-5, uh, but you could have a Darius Poe. You could have Travis Rudolph pushing those guys in the summer. Uh, and an interesting thing to that would be, to me, if now Lewis was an emerging guy as a gunner last year. He actually did a pretty good job late in the season. Uh, so he's got a value there. Tavares King, 
uh, did not play much specials last year, and that's one of the reasons why he wasn't on on the the active game day forty six uh, at times because he didn't have that role on special teams, whereas Lewis did. Uh, so it's important for TK to to be uh, an important part or show he can be an important part in this offense. Because if he's not on special teams, then, of course, you you have a guy standing on the sideline waiting for an opportunity. And certainly that's not the best way to use your game day roster, especially if Odell Beckham Jr. is not your returner and Brandon Marshall's not being on special teams. And you wouldn't expect Sterling Shepard, unless he's your returner at punts, to be on special teams. So your top three aren't on specials. You need those guys to contribute. Now, an interesting part of this will be, A, injury. I mean, obviously, you can't prep for injury. uh, But if a guy were to get hurt, then some of these other guys can bump up. But with Darius Powell, he's got a different body type. So maybe he makes strides this summer. Uh, But Rudolph, to me, is the intriguing one just because he's been returning in the spring. So it's apparent that he's going to get an opportunity to show whether he can return punts and if he turns out to be an option there which right now is a long shot but throughout the preseason you need to watch that because you need to look the Giants have to make a determination now I mean Dwayne Harris took a a a slight pay cut slight with respect to salaries in the NFL but next year Dwayne Harris has to prove himself here as a returner Uh, he was great in coverage last year on punt and kickoff But the only way this numbers game plays out where King, Lewis, and Rudolph can get on this roster, in my opinion, is if they squeezed out Dwayne Harris. Uh, And that's a tall order to do. But if Rudolph shows that he can be a punt returner and Lewis is, is successful and continues to emerge as a gunner, it's just something to keep an eye on late in in the preseason to see if the Giants would ever make that uh, decision and uh, and release a, a Dwayne Harris. Now, I'm not saying it's similar to what Jasper Brinkley, what happened to Jasper Brinkley last year, but there's no way, if you looked at it from a, well, this is what we've seen all training camp, that you would have said Jasper Brinkley would have been cut last year. He was the starting middle linebacker with Kelvin Shepard the entire time. But when Shepard showed that he can play and he was actually a better special teamer than Brinkley was, then the Giants kept Shepard, let Brinkley go. So just something to keep an eye on with Dwayne Harris throughout the the summer. I think there's going to be pressure on him. There's going to be competition uh, to make this roster, especially if Rudolph can can show that he can be relied upon as a as a punt returner, uh, if that comes about. So that I'll be I'll be keeping an eye on these wide receivers that situation because uh, I don't know if any of them stands out about the next. You know, who do you take, Lewis or King? You know, Lewis is younger. Lewis is a a better gunner. TK hasn't had that opportunity. Uh, to be on specials, but when you look at where they are, I think King might have more of a role on offense than Roger Lewis will. So it's that debate. It'll be very interesting to see the way Lewis, King, uh, and again, I don't want to forget about Powell because he's a guy that they like, 
Uh, but it's going to be hard for him to elbow out any of those other guys. Uh, just right now, he hasn't shown that he's on specials. Uh, but if he does go on special teams, Pow is a guy to watch. Uh, but that's kind of how I would lay it out. Right now, I'd say it's the usual suspects and all the returnees from last year with maybe Pow and Rudolph on the practice squad. But remains to be seen. Let's see. You can never account for injury, but we'll see what happens. So that's kind of a busy day in, uh, in a recap with the Giants on a manic Monday. Uh, and we are getting, uh, getting ready. 72 hours and counting. The Giants report to training camp Thursday. And we'll talk to you then. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst.